Welcome back to Let's Talk Investing podcast. My name is Curtis Coopersmith, and I'll be your host. Today, we are going to be talking about wholetailing real estate. What is wholetailing real estate, and how can you use it to build wealth? So before we get into it, I'm sure all of you have heard or know someone who wholesales real estate. Now, there's a difference, wholetailing, wholesaling. We will be talking about wholetailing today. People have really strong opinions either for or against wholesaling, and we're not going to get into that. However, we will be talking about an alternative to wholesaling that I believe is better for all parties involved. In this podcast, we're going to go over what wholetailing is and why you should learn how to do it if you're in the real estate industry already. Additionally, I'm going to give you a broad picture of how to actually do this and why it's a more beneficial approach to all parties involved. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I appreciate you guys listening. Simply put, wholetailing real estate is when you buy a property for under market value Uh, Typically, you're not going to do any work to it, and then you sell that property either on or off market for more than what you paid for it. So this is different than flipping a house because if you're flipping a property, you're buying it under market value, you are going in doing a bunch of work to it, and then selling it for a higher price because you did a bunch of work to it. It's also different than wholesaling. Um, Wholesaling is when you are putting a property under contract, and then you are actually selling your interest in that contract to another party. And it's almost always going to be off market when you're wholesaling because you don't actually own the property. You just have a contractual interest in the property. Wholetailing, you are actually the one purchasing the property. So when you're the one purchasing it, you are entitled to the property, which you're not when you're wholesaling. So to simplify it, wholetailing, you are buying the property yourself. You are actually closing on it, and then you are turning around and either selling your property on or off market, but you are the actual seller yourself because you own the property, you are in contract. So, or you are on title. So with the wholesale laws changing in Oklahoma and many other states, you're going to start hearing a lot more about wholetailing. People may not outwardly say that that's what they're doing, but what you will see is, and you're already seeing it, especially around OKC is, you know, some of the bigger wholesalers are saying, you know, we close on all of our properties, you know, we're looking for more private money lenders, things like that, because, with the wholesale laws changing, you are really having to actually buy the property yourself or you're having to make the uh, the seller or the property owner sign documents stating that you are not actually buying it, that you will be marketing it for sale. Um, so you're going to be seeing a lot more about this, which was one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. Wholetailing isn't new. I mean, it's, yeah, it's getting more popular now, but I mean, people have been doing this for literally hundreds of years. Um, I mean, I did my first wholetail property in 2017, I believe, 16 or 17. Um, So I've been doing it for a while and 
you know, I'm just seeing more people talk about it. And with the laws change, I thought, man, you know what? I better do a, a podcast about this because it's something people should know about. So for an example, I'll give you an example of a property I did recently. So this property was leased for $700 a month to a long-term tenant. The owner called me from a letter I'd sent and said the home needs a bunch of work, but the tenant doesn't want to leave. So he would sell it to me for a substantial discount because the property needed work and the tenant wasn't going to move out. So I wrote up a contract, purchased the home for him for $35,000. Then I contacted a friend of mine who I've partnered with in the past to fund you know, deals like this. And because the property was leased at $700 a month, I knew I could sell it to an investor as is for around forty-five dollars to $65,000. So we purchased the property in my friend's name and the next day wrote a contract with the new buyer to purchase the property from us as the new owners. So our end buyer ended up paying $60,000 for the home. We paid thirty-five. dollars um, and he was happy to do it. The home ended up appraising for 75000 as is. So he had 15000 of equity walking into the property. It was already cash flowing and had a long-term tenant who wasn't going to move out. Uh, my friend who funded the deal, he made like a 20% return on his cash in less than 60 days. And really, there's nowhere else an investor can get that type of return on their money that quickly. So the deal was a win-win-win, and all of us walked away happy from the deal, which are really the best kind of deals. So that's an example. We've kind of gone over what it is. Now I want to get into why you should learn to do this and then actually how to do it. So now we know what wholetailing actually is. I've given you guys an example. And so now I want to go over why you should learn to do this if you're already in real estate. I mean, for one, it's a great secondary source of income. I mean, for those of you who are realtors now, I know that you have come into contact with people who need to sell their home quickly and will sell it at a discounted rate, right? I mean, come on. If you've been in the industry for very long at all, you've definitely ran into these types of people. I mean, it could be a divorce situation. They could have inherited the house. They could be behind on payments. I mean, there's a million reasons why somebody needs to get out from underneath the house. And typically you run into those people and like now your only resource is, you know, you call an investor you know, or you just list it on the MLS and hope that somebody comes to buy it quickly. Um, so instead of you contacting an investor and just making a commission, with wholetailing, you can become the investor yourself. <clears throat> you can buy the property which helps the owner get out from underneath it, and then you relist it on the MLS for more money. Now, the kicker here is you should be very transparent with your seller that you're doing this. I mean, yes, you don't have to, but I mean, it, it's the right thing to do to be upfront about what you're doing. And most of the time, the owner doesn't care as long as you're meeting their goals. Um, the other reason you should learn how to do this is it's a great way to get your feet wet in real estate investing without a ton of risk involved um, because you're not having to spend a bunch of money rehabbing the property, you're not getting a traditional loan, and you're able to make a good return quickly so that then you can use that money to invest more. Um, it's just a less risky way to get into quote-unquote flipping real estate 
and it's a way that you can wholesale without actually wholesaling. Um, yes, it's a little more difficult to do, but if you're licensed already or you're already finding deals, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer to do this. You're not you're not taking on a bunch of risk. And so it's like, if the numbers make sense, why wouldn't you? I think a lot of people don't do this just because they they feel like it is not in integrity or they feel like they they don't know how to do it, that it may be too difficult or you know that's what investors are for. But if you're in real estate, you've got to start thinking of yourself as an investor because there's no reason you can't be. There's an abundance of money out there right now of people that want to invest in real estate. So if you're finding deals, you're already doing the hard part. And this doesn't mean that you have to start a whole different branch of your company or anything like that. It's just a different way to look about to look at these types of properties when you come across them. So I can hear you now. You're like, well, yeah, duh, that's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't I do that? And now I know what it is, but like, how do you actually do this? It's got to be really hard, right? No, actually, it's it's really not that difficult. Um, and so now I want to kind of go over how do you actually do this? If you're new to real estate and you're not already getting leads yourself, the first step is you've got to start finding deals. So you can either find someone who's already finding deals to partner with, or you can start doing the marketing to find deals on your own. I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time going into how to find deals like this because I've done, I've talked about this on multiple other episodes. If you want to go back and search, um, I did one on how to find deals off market. I also did one on wholesaling and on rental properties that we go into detail on how to actually find deals. Um, I will say that it is expensive to find your own deals, but it is definitely possible. So once you're finding deals or you found one deal, you need to learn how to analyze these properties. You need to know what price you should buy it at and how much it will sell for to either another investor or to someone on the MLS. You ideally need to find deals that don't need a whole lot of work, although this does work on distressed properties as well. So typically, you're going to make more money selling houses on the MLS because you'll get the property out to more people. Also, properties listed on the MLS typically sell for more because newer investors and owner-occupants will buy them from the MLS and those two groups of people will almost always pay more than an experienced investor is willing to pay. So that's why it's called wholetailing because um, the tailing stands for like retail, meaning you're going to list it on the MLS and get retail price for it. So once you find a property that will work to wholetail, you either need to finance it yourself or you need to have a financing partner. So how do you find a financing partner? Well, if you know a wealthy person who has liquid cash, talk to them about this. If you're finding good deals, getting people to finance them is literally the easiest part. 
So if you don't know somebody who is, you know, wealthy and has liquid cash, you can also use hard money lenders. There's a lot of them. Um, you can do a simple Google search. You can reach out to me um, or anybody, you know, that's in the, you know, real estate investing world. There's hard money lenders that they loan on the property. And so they're not pulling your credit. They're not doing anything like that. It's, it's a hard money loan. Um, and you can typically work out different uh, payback structures with them, um, especially on deals like this. You're typically going to split profits on the back end. Um, so, but again, there's a ton of people looking for places to invest their money right now, um, especially ways that offer a quick and good rate of return. So you're going to write the purchase contract in that person's name. Whoever's financing it, you'll write the purchase con contract in their name. Then you and that person will have a contract between the two of you, you know, identifying that you're going to split the profits once you resell the property. Typically, I do 50-50 with my financing people on these types of deals. So I'm doing all the work. They're just bringing the cash and then we're splitting it on the back end. So after you close on the property from you and your financing partner purchasing it, you can then begin sending it out to prospective buyers off market or listed on the MLS or do both. What I typically do is once we get one bought, I will send it out to uh, people off market, see if anybody's interested in it. If I don't get interest that way, then we'll list it on the MLS and then typically they sell pretty quickly because the thing is, is that you're buying it under market value and you want to sell it as is also because you don't want to have to do a bunch of work. So you're going to need to sell it at at least a little bit of a discount so that your in buyer is getting a, is getting a good deal that they have equity in, that it cash flows for them, or that they have enough room to go in and fix it up and either live in it themselves or to flip the property. So, you know, that's, you know, kind of the mindset to be thinking about it. But once you get the new buyer, they'll close on the property like normal. And then the funds from that closing will go to the person who financed it. So if you're doing a private money lender, the title is in their name, so the proceeds will go to them. And then at the end, they can either write you a check back or they can wire funds to you. Um, but if you, you have a private money person doing it, that's the easiest way to do it. So it does take a little work on the front end to get everything set up. But once you find the deal, it's actually pretty simple. My goal in doing these podcasts is to keep them short and sweet so that you're getting a broad, you know, a, a broad picture of either how to do something, to be thinking of something a different way, or at least get a general knowledge of different things. I don't typically like to listen to long podcasts, so I try to keep these short and sweet. But with the new wholesale laws that just went into place in Oklahoma, you're going to see a lot more of this happening. And so I kind of wanted to get out in front of this so that you guys listening to this are aware of either what you'll be seeing or what you can get involved with yourself. But if you're a realtor or you're in real estate right now, there's no reason that you shouldn't be doing this. It is really a win-win-win for everyone involved. Um, 
it takes a little more time. Again, it it is going to take time to get this stuff set up, to learn the principles of it, all of that, but it's actually way more profitable to wholesale rather than to wholesale, and it's way more profitable to do this than to just get a 3 or 6% commission, you know, from the person you're selling it for. So I hope this kind of opened your mind a little bit to be thinking of properties like this in a different aspect, you know, to think of yourself as an investor rather than just a realtor. Um, There's so many opportunities out there for us, but you've just got to open your mind to them. Um, If you want some more information on this, if you want to learn, you know, more details or get some specific help, I'm here for you. Feel free to reach out. Um, Additionally, I have a private group that I started. Um, You know, I coach realtors, real estate investors, business owners, and I realize that there's a lot of people who want coaching but either don't want to pay for, you know, pay the, the total that it costs for coaching or they're just getting started and just need some general help. So I've started a group where I do a call every week that we go into very tactical, detailed information about a lot of different things from, you know, making your to-do list to investing to, um, you know, different types of investing, not just real estate. Um, We've got people in there that are realtors, investors, insurance agents, marketing people, dentists, I mean, we've got a huge group of really good people in there. So if you'd like to join us there, it's really cost effective um, and people are getting a lot of value out of it. It's a way for me to offer a lot of the things that I typically charge people for for free in this group. So if you're interested in that, reach out to me and I will get you added to the group. But thanks again for listening. I hope you got value out of this and let me know if I can help you in any way. Have a great day.